to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us tonight, we have a very special guest. You know her from YouTube. You know her from being my sister, <laughs> Megan Prosser. Woo! Hey guys, what's up? Hey Megan, how's YouTube? <laughs> it's going, you know. <laughs> it's good. Filming. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, and now your voice is going to also be in I the know. interwebs. It's going to be on iTunes, so on cool. Spotify, um, yeah, depending Spotify. on if iTunes accepts our submission. Oh, yeah, they're that I sent on, last night. a little bit on red, but a little, a little bit, a little bit. We'll figure um, it out. It'll be fine. Now that I'm in the podcast, <laughs> they will say yes because I'm famous. Are you on iTunes? You're <laughs> <No>. single. <laughs> oh, I should make one. Mother of Snakes. Mother of Snakes. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Well, Game of Thrones. Crossover. I'm gonna make that my like YouTube like background. That would be cool. All right. So, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the Pallbearer, which I believe came out in 1997, but I don't know. Um, Tony looked young, so probably... Tony, Tony looked pretty young. Um, She's ageless, though. We've been mo- saying. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> ruined your guys thing what'd you say I'm like she looks young you guys like no she's ageless no no she looks young <laughs> she's like oh god she's looked like i would say no but no but it is true she is ageless i think she's looked 29 <laughs> for like 50 years too long yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so the paul bearer is starring not tony is not the lead it is starring david schwimmer and gwyneth paltrow my two favorite actors. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys not like them? Do we want to unpack? I thought that David Schwimmer was very good in The People versus O.J. Simpson. I do think that he does a good job in this movie. He's just that. taken down by a terrible script. Gwyneth Paltrow, I don't believe that I've ever seen a single Gwyneth Paltrow movie, but I did watch her arc on Glee. I want to talk about yes, her for one sec because yes. I have a lot to say about Gwyneth Paltrow. I have been against her since um, I saw the movie Contagion in which she starts a worldwide epidemic that kills like millions of people because she was cheating on her husband who was Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon one of them she was cheating on yeah they're the same she was cheating on one of them and then she started this AIDS-esque horror thing that was airborne um but I shouldn't be mad at her for doing that because she didn't really do that. But I think public <laughs> opinion on Gwyneth Paltrow is like similar to Anne Hathaway. People think that she's too perfect. Yeah, or she's, she's too just, like, cultivated. Yeah, and, and she has. I don't like, know if that's the. She named her daughter Apple. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah, that was a big. Scandal. Well, you want to name your child Clover, so. They won't get over this. It was literally <laughs> when I was ten years old. I wanted to name them Ivy and Clover, that's and they pretty. won't get over it. It's not. A what do you want to? What do you want to name your kids now? Paisley and Macy. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't pick both of those because they rhyme, but it's fine. They don't really rhyme. And one's like a s- and one's a z- Yeah, so y- thank you. You're welcome. But um, also, I know Gwyneth Paltrow is married to one of the co-creators of Glee, Brad Falchuk. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's probably why she was on Glee. Brad Falchuk, remember when Brad fired a Glee extra via Twitter because mm-hmm. she posted spoilers? But then Ryan Murphy <laughs> just drops spoilers left and right all the time. There's this amazing Twitter thread that's just about, like, um, here are things that happened on Glee that you might have forgotten. And one of them is, like, a Glee extra 
tweeted who won class couple at prom or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Brad Falchuk replied to the tweet and said, I hope you're qualified to do something besides work in television. Oh, he ended her. Public, publicly but like, fired her. wow, yeah, I thought the Game like... of Thrones internet fandom was annoying, but I'm so glad I was not active in Glee during so those years. I was so active in the Glee fandom. I didn't start watching until after Cory Monteith died. My God. For interest. <laughs> I like stopped watching like right before he died. So I stopped watching like mid season two, which is crazy because <laughs> I missed so much. But I feel like it was such a big part of my life for the very brief mm-hmm. time that it was a part of my life. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about The Paul Bearer, which stars David Schwimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow, who was on Glee. Glee. Friends yeah, meets friend- Glee. <laughs> Friends meets Glee. Yeah, this whole podcast, I'm just going to end up calling him Ross. Oh, uh, I, is... I referred to him no. as Ross in all of my notes. Yes, in all of my notes, he's Ross. Ross, this character is, is Ross, yeah, but a little bit more he's dramatic. Just he's literally Ross. Ross. It's like he's if like Ross lived thing. in a somewhat more dramatic universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this movie is Dear Evan Hansen. I don't yeah. know anything about Dear Evan yeah, Hansen besides either, the so. fact that Dear Evan Hansen is about <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen is a musical about a high school student who struggles with very intense social anxiety and depression, um, who. His classmate, who he doesn't know really at all, kills himself. But oh. because of some like misunderstanding, the dead kid's parents think that Evan was their son's best friend. So they're like, "Oh my god, it really yeah. is this movie." Yeah. So so they like bring him over for oh dinner, god. and they're like, "Please like tell us about your friendship with our son." And literally, just because he doesn't want to have an uncomfortable conversation, he fucking does and just makes shit up. And there's even a scene where he's writing like letters between him and the dead kid, and his friend is like helping him out with it. And the friend is, like, making gay jokes, which literally happens during the scene where they're trying to write the eulogy in this movie. So much that I Googled, like, Dear Evan Hansen and the Paul Bear to yeah. see if there were any, like, situations. And then in Dear Evan Hansen, he doesn't fuck the dead kid's mom, but he That's does fuck his ask. sister. <gasps> inspired by the Paul And it's, like, Bear. a whole thing. Really inspired. Do you think Gwyneth Paltrow went to go see it and, like, was, like, in a very nice dress and, like, was very mad? <laughs> I don't think Gwyneth Paltrow remembers a single thing about this movie. Fair. You know, I actually came around her this movie because I always had an unnecessary hatred of her reek. Honestly, but like I liked it. She was good. During this movie, I was like I was like, you know, like David Schwimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow, like, you know, Pete, the actors in this movie are are, are good, but Nothing about the movie makes sense. No, so let's get into <laughs> and it. And it should not exist. Let's get into it. I have one thing to say from the very first second. Tony Collette loves being in Miramax movies. Every <laughs> movie we've watched so far that she was in has been produced by Miramax. I didn't even notice do that. Do you think, even The Thief and the Cobbler, do you think that Australian cinema, like the Miramax outlet of them, found her? And then put her in this, because this Maybe. is her like American debut. That might. That... She's only been in Australian movies oh, up to yeah. this point. That might be it. Uh, my first note from the very first shot, <clears throat> which I thought you were going to bring up, opens nope. up <laughs> with, with with a very respectful shot of the of the dead guy in his car. <laughs> I was. That's like... how he killed him. Oh my god, oh my they bring god. that back oh later. Yeah, yeah. Stop. But but from the I didn't very first. Realize what that was either. Oh my god. Either. I was like. 
I didn't that either. From, oh, fr- from the very first <laughs> shot, I was like, oh, this isn't fucked up at all. Like, this is a comedy, <laughs> right? And then you see the blurry outline of who I thought was Gwyneth Paltrow, but it was actually... It was, it, it was his Barbara mom. Barbara Hershey. Yeah. Uh, wow. It, and then it goes into a scene of him at a job interview. David Schwimmer at a job Relatable. interview. Uh, being interviewed by what looks like a 14-year-old boy. Oh, my God. Why does that kid look so young? That's all I was thinking. Well, I, I think that like... maybe, like, that's, like, the message. Wait, no, this yeah. was before the financial crisis. So <laughs> my... Never mind. Um, it could be it's weird because... He was also European and had an accent. Yeah. It, it, it was just a weird scene because I felt like... Okay, Roger Ebert wrote a review of this movie where he mentions the scene, and he's like, you know, clearly from this interview... Um, He's not gonna get the job. Like he's bad at like like he he's a bad candidate. Mm. But I thought he seemed pretty convincing. He was bad. Okay. He was bad. I also because I, I was, was just bad. like, this is Ross. This is Ross. Because he yeah. kept, he kept saying um, he does the thing where he was like, an architect, Ugh. which is like in movie speak the same thing as an archaeologist. Yeah. No, like... <laughs> but can I read? Can I just real quick read the synopsis? Because I rented this on, on my um, I I guess it was from Amazon. The 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 like. By the Summary. way, this podcast does not support Jeff Bezos. Continue. No. <laughs> the summary of this movie is so embarrassing. It is hot star David Schwimmer makes oh a hilarious big screen debut in this outrageous comedy hit. As Tom Thompson, the popular star, plays a befuddled college grad whose social life is practically DOA. Dot, oh dot, dot. That is comma. And then it. Women on way, but that's like literally a friend's reference. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure it's from the 90s. This ca- this caption. Oh no, I I I, I looked it up. Um, oh, three. the caption is from the 90s. Yeah. yeah. It got um, three stars. I would never ever, even in the 90s, refer to David Schwimmer as a hot, <laughs> hot star. star. Yeah. <laughs> also, as this movie as a comedy. What? No. <laughs> see <laughs> that like... was see that was one of my other notes about this. It feels like this was a compilation of three different okay scripts <laughs> I had the same problem with it that um, Jamie Green had with Muriel's Wedding where I felt like it didn't know what genre it was I didn't know so many movies in the 90s were like genreless. That's I thought true. that was like a 2019 thing but yeah. I think we're more genre now than ever we're, yeah, I, I would say that we're like hyper genre yeah it's just more separated yeah definitely and in the 90s they were just like doing whatever they wanted um, so yeah he has the job interview yeah, so he has a job interview. Um, he goes home. He goes home. His mom is played by Carol Kane, a.k.a. Madame Morrible from the original Broadway cast of Wicked. Well, <laughs> wait, she was the original Madame Morrible? I think so. You're right. Do you think that Carol Kane was a replacement Madame Morrible? No, what the fuck is the matter with you? But I thought that it was... No, no, I think two people named Carol played her, and her name, the first one... I just remember from the soundtrack, it had like an E at the end. I also thought it was Carol King. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought Carol King played Madame Marvel. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, she's perfect. And she's on uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. As the same character. She always plays the same character. Um, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Carol Kane, from her very first appearance, is in a completely different movie. She is in, <laughs> she is in like, uh, like a London production of Oliver. <laughs> yes. She, so right. she answers Actually. the phone, and the very first thing she says, she's just like, hello. Yeah. And then she calls upstairs hello. and goes, Tom. Yeah. Tom. Come out of your room, Tom. Like, 
Oh, and then she can't get into his room because he's put a lock there because he's 25 and he lives with her. And I'm like, first of all, being 25 and living with your mom is actually not embarrassing? Yeah. Question mark? Maybe in the 90s because it's pre-financial crisis <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's New York. It's expensive out here. Yeah. 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 I don't I even know. It, it was in the city, too. It's not like it was, like... Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I feel like he. I'm. I was trying to figure out where in New York City it was in Brooklyn. Lives. I figured it was Brooklyn. Because it looked a lot like Astoria, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I. I think it would have been more likely that it was Astoria at this point in time. Maybe it was because his uh, friends were like successful and like married, and that's why he was sad about it. But I'm like, yeah, twenty five. See, is, like, that was something else that bothered me about this movie because I didn't know <clears throat> what. <laughs> what Ross's arc was supposed to be. <laughs> it seems like he is simultaneously seeking maturity and trying to avoid it at all costs. Like, he really doesn't yeah. want... But that's Ross's arc, too. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> I just would have liked it if it was clear. If he's... Because during the job interview scene, I was like, oh, he's like a dweeb. Like he, like, he was a valedictorian of his high school class, but was too passive to make any real moves in his life. So he's right. trying to, like get it started um but also later on when he's with his friends he seems very immature and very opposed to any of their own personal developments yeah yeah and it seems like i I was like is he like trying to stay in high school or is he trying to move ahead i don't know and then later on during the funeral sequence which was sociopathic by the way (laughs) oh my god when he when when he like drops the coffin and like calls Gwyneth Paltrow over and I'm skipping ahead but you know he's like this guy was a person like do you have a story about him it seems like the arc is going to be his journey from I guess like a sort of brashness to vulnerability to like being a normal like empathetic human (laughs) but then that doesn't happen by the end either it seems like it seemed very aimless all right so let's get into the plot okay so let's get into the plot first of all he gets the call he gets the call I, I sort of like that we don't see the call, but also it just creates so many questions later on when his friends are like, well, why yeah. did you say that you would be a pallbearer? He's so like, he's I asked don't know. to be a pallbearer for basically the plot of Dare Evan Hansen, which we referenced earlier, uh, for someone he didn't know or he can't remember, but he assumes he knew. And the mom was just crying so much that he yeah. couldn't say no, which I'm like, dude, like, just say no and move on. Like, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, literally, if that was me, I would be like... You I mean, like, the wrong person, so it's sorry, it's seriously I... the most simple thing. Like, this is yeah. the age of phone books. You just say, "I'm sorry, this is the wrong." His name is Tom Thompson. Like, surely there's it's not others. Like his name is like yeah. super out there. Out there, like it's he not might like his have name assumed... is David Schwimmer. Would he not have remembered that there was another Tom Thompson? It's Come on. so dumb. That's weird. Yeah. It's it's one of those movie plots that is so, like, so implausible that it, it's like. Well, they don't explain it until the and, end either. And it yeah. just turns out there was another person at the middle school with the same name. And, which like, is. Which who is moved away. But, yeah. And the fact that the other. Well, we'll get into that. But basically, yeah. he agrees to be the Paul Bear and then she's sad. So he agrees to give the eulogy. She um, shows up at his house, and from from this character's from the mom's first appearance, iconic. from the mom's first appearance, I'm like, is there supposed to be a sexual tension here? Like, is she supposed <laughs> to be no, sexy? Yes, because she only wears mini skirts and yeah. is so leggy. Yeah, yeah. And I and like by the time he agrees to give the eulogy, I'm like, is he going to the funeral because he wants to fuck the mom? I think so, <laughs> Freud. But do you know who she is, Sam? Did you who? know who she is? Who she plays. Ne- uh, Natalie Portman's mom in Black Swan. 
<gasps> I looked her up in the middle of the movie. She plays Natalie oh Portman's crazy mom in Black Swan. Oh, speaking of Natalie Portman parallels, <laughs> this is going to be so outdated by the time that this episode comes out. But listeners, just so you know, literally today that story dropped where Moby uh, published a memoir for some reason where Who's he says Moby? some musical artist oh, yeah, from yeah, like yeah. the early 2000s. I don't know. But he published a memoir where he said that he dated Natalie Portman when she was 20 and he was like 33 and that she dumped him and he was relieved because then he wouldn't have to tell her about his anxiety. And then Natalie Portman went on record in an interview saying he was older. He was older. Oh, okay. Natalie Portman went on record in an interview saying, um, I was 18. We hung out a few times and then I cut it off because it was clear that he was an older man being inappropriate with me. We did not date. Almost none of what he says happened. I just want to make that clear. And then Moby like made an Instagram post or something being like, LOL, she's just embarrassed that she dated me. I would be too. Which is exactly the arc that David Schwimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow go through in this movie. Wait, he's Gwyneth just Paltrow like Paltrow or the mom? No, David Schwimmer oh, and Gwyneth yeah, yeah, Paltrow. Yeah. He's he's always like thinking that he's on a date with Gwyneth Paltrow and he tries yes. to kiss her and she's like, yeah. Oh, I was sending out the wrong signals. And he stalks and then, her too. And then they start sleeping okay. together yeah. and he literally stalks this girl. Literally stalks <laughs> her. Sends her flowers and watches her receive them. She's the Rachel to his Ross. Yeah. Because he liked her in high school. The only difference is yeah. they don't really hang out. It's, yeah. it's so weird. And and also Ross isn't a sociopath. Well, have you watched the whole series? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a sociopath. He's just a I really feel like this person. Ross, the, oh, no. this Ross is so way sad. more of a sociopath than well, Friends Ross. To be, I'm saying he's a shitty person in the way, like, the Friends universe, that they're all shitty people because they're just all so dumb. Yeah, yeah, And as yeah, the yeah. seasons go on, they just all I think that like... that's almost inevitable with any sitcom that oh, goes on course. that long. Especially that style. Yeah. And, yeah, because the characters aren't supposed to change. Right. It's supposed to be reliable in It's a like sense. a live-action cartoon. Yeah. Um, so we do meet his friends, speaking of friends. We do meet his friends, who I only <laughs> refer to in my notes as Suits and Glasses. Okay, Suits looks like Andrew Lozon. Oh, my God. <gasps> yes. The oh whole my God. Especially in profile, yes. he looks exactly like I him. did not notice that. That's... I wrote that he looked like Teddy Corcoran from our improv team type principles. No, he looks so much more like Andrew. Oh, my God. Who you are co-directing a web series with called Friend Zoned. Yeah. <laughs> We're just dropping things. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's um, deeply upset. Oh, and I had a note about Andrew. He, um, at the party, <laughs> at the party that We're just calling to, this character Andrew. At the party that they go to, he, like, he keeps, there's, like, a small running guy at the beginning of the movie that David Schwimmer keeps asking to borrow his clothes because they're nice. Mm-hmm. And he borrows so a fancy stupid. shirt from him that he's literally wearing. I'm like, you're rich and you don't have an undershirt on under this button down, oh, but your poor yeah. friend does. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone thinks highly of themselves. <laughs> I thought that was probably on purpose or just to give him a shirtless scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The friends are. Um, oh, Tony's Tony. Yeah. Tony re- is revealed, though. Tony is revealed, party. who I couldn't figure out. Who, also, what she wait, 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 we just missed a major point when Tony and David literally kiss. Kiss on the mouth. On the mouth. Okay, oh, I wrote yeah. in my scene. And then okay. I was convinced that they were together. Okay. I was like, oh, they're a couple. And then all of a sudden, Andrew comes in. She's dating like, Andrew. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. 
friends this is kiss like in one the of 90s. those things. Truly, I guess so. I mean, I kiss my, no- my friends when I'm drunk. But... Oh my god, my my notes literally say most chaste kiss. So chaste, I thought she was just a super friendly friend at first. I thought that she was just like. Like, like Maureen from Rent, basically. Just, yeah. like, being overly affectionate for no reason. But yeah. then when she says, like, is that what you're wearing? I was like, oh, she's his girlfriend. Yes. But also right. an amazing line. This is why I stand by David Schwimmer's acting in this movie. When oh. she says, is that what you're wearing? He goes, of course that's what I'm wearing. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, in yeah. your apartment. <laughs> like, amazing. Was she saying that because she knew Gwyneth Paltrow was coming? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe. Because then sure. she comes that's what in. I she comes in. Gwyneth Paltrow comes in. And yeah. at this point, I'm thinking, like, okay, so what the fuck does the funeral have to do with this movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm like, I thought that part was over. I was it like, oh, it was just a funny... I thought he was going to meet her <laughs> at the like, funeral. It was just funny. Did you think he was going to meet her at the funeral? Because I did. That's what I thought, yeah. But anyway, she won me over finally in my life. Gwyneth Paltrow won me over with her Long Island accent Yeah. In this movie. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, it was like a Brooklyn accent. Oh, it was very Long Island because she'd been... Well, you guys would know better than me, I guess. But <laughs> she'd been living in Long Island until now. Oh, oh no, and, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Tony um, still. Yeah, I said, L.I. accent has won me over. I don't remember a specific <laughs> line she said. Oh, I was going to mention Tony's accent flex, because we've only seen her into, in Australia and stuff until now. Yeah. And then she's all of a sudden going... Hey, I'm from New York. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to my apartment. Uh, what I wrote down is that first, when she first appeared, I was like, oh, Tony's accent is rough. Like, the dialect coach for Sixth Sense must have been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, she'd just been but doing then, it for a But while then I was point. like, oh, no, she's just doing a Brooklyn accent. Uh, and then I was like, like, two lines later, I was like, Tony's Brooklyn accent rules, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kathy Barron. Because she was giving me very yes. strong vibes of mm-hmm. the mother of one of my close friends from elementary school. She has that, like, kind of attitude, too, in this movie. She Your like, mom's friend? Your friend's mom? Maybe. But I just mean, like, <laughs> cool, like, don't give a shit, like, New York friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which was a nice departure from the last And she movie. really, to me, she struck me as being very genuinely, like, from New York originally. Oh, yeah. yeah. In yeah. the sense that what I what I do like about the actors in this movie is that they're all very believable as having grown up in Brooklyn because they're not, like, super flashy with their New Yorkness. That's true. It, it, it's, you know, there's never, like, an I'm walking here moment. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's never, they, they never, the scene, like... The setting of New York never really makes a big deal out of itself, which I appreciate. I kind of, it's interesting you guys would say that. Like, I don't really know what, like, the New York regional, you know, I'm a transplant. You guys were raised here. Yeah, I can't really, What's I don't the, even like, really know how to define it. Like, yeah, where do you I grow up that you would say, I'm walking here? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, like, in the city. In, like, Manhattan. Maybe, but I feel yeah, like Manhattan yeah. kids are raised very, like, proper. I read that, psychologically speaking, it's because apartments are, like, so small. Mm. Children are bound to be in close quarters with adults a lot of the oh. time, so they grow up n- learning how to talk to adults from a younger age than kids do. Because if you grow up in a house, it's like, just go to, like, the basement and That's play with true. your friends while the adults yeah. talk but well, in an they apartment car, they had cars in this movie too so yeah like yeah so this is the part of fuck. yeah this yeah. is yeah so this is the part of brooklyn where i feel like you know like they lived in houses like bay ridge um, like deep deep bushwickish i don't know well houses there. i think because because it was because it was different in like the 80s and 90s true, true, true. so 
I would say probably more like Queens. Just because Queens was a little Brooklyn, bit more. Though. Oh, they say Brooklyn? Yeah, that's oh, what okay. I was saying. Because it looks so Queeny. But yeah. then it was like, they said Brooklyn. I don't know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe um, Bill, Bill is the dead friend. Maybe Bill lives in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> we never said his name. Um, okay. A line that I liked at the engagement party was. Um, oh, was that what it was? See, yeah, it was their engagement you, party. How do you know all of these? It was glasses' <laughs> engagement. It was glasses' engagement. Because, because yeah, so suits. Engagement party, suits I didn't know they were getting Ross. married until the end of the movie yes. when they got married. Me too. Oh. <laughs> he was like when they were at like the bachelor party. No, because like, uh, because yeah. suits tells him when they're like at the fucking laundromat or pizzeria or bowling whatever the alley. fuck bowling alley bowling alley, <laughs> bowling alley. um he's he's like hey you're coming to the engagement party oh. right and because like because you know what it was because i rewound because i rewound it because i was because okay. when he says bring a bottle of wine and he's like why is he marrying that girl i was like who's marrying what girl and i had to like it's hard for me to honestly i will confess to the listeners and to you that at this point in my life it is hard for me to watch a movie and take notes on my phone at the same time oh yeah that's why i take them by hand (laughs) i've tried both and they're both hard for me (laughs) yeah no it's hard um there were some notes back in right (laughs) (laughs) i I took four years of film in high school okay so something okay so a line that i liked at the engagement party was uh glasses says we need to get some alternate dip. All of her sisters are lactose intolerant. And for some reason, Ross loses his mind. And he goes, lactose, don't marry her, Brad. Oh, wait. I didn't yeah. even realize that's why she was complaining. Because there was a scene where she was in the kitchen literally screaming at him. Oh, going, yeah. Ah, yes, and she's dead. She, like, and I hated her. It. I'm sorry. I know that she was portrayed oh, yeah. no. negatively. And like that's probably mis- uh, misogynistic. That probably, She was yeah. a terrible... Person. In a in a better yeah, written screenplay, she would have been like more rounded well, out. Well, even Tony, like, there's moments when like you could tell, and you said this before about her, like her acting is so good, but like she was written in a way where like she would be the most chill, dope Brooklyn friend, and then like immediately be like suspect that her husband was cheating on her. Yeah. Which, to be fair, he tried to do. He one hundred percent kind of did. But yeah. the way she would say things would like, suddenly be like. Why are you looking yeah. at her lips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I'd be like, don't yeah, even, no, like, that's you true. don't even need him. And then on the double date when she was literally like, it's yeah. once again, <laughs> one once again, as Jamie Green said in Muriel's wedding, she's hotter than you. She is hotter than every guy she's with <laughs> in any of her movies. I do think her hair was an interesting choice. Her yeah. hair was an interesting choice. Like, be- based on the character she was playing. Because I feel it like... It made her look older, I think. It did. And yeah. she had the same hair, though, in the last movie. Which covered. I feel like was partly intentional because right, those characters mature. represent maturity. Yeah, maturity. But also, yeah. there's a line around the time of the um, um, of the engagement party when Suits and Tony mention that they've been together for nine years. Yeah. But they're 25. Oh, like have you been together like, since you were like fourteen? That's what I, was, I did math really quick. 14. Wait, sixteen it would be. No, yeah, sixteen. I guess yeah. that's believable. Oh, Twenty-five yeah, minus nine yeah, is sixteen. Especially <laughs> considering the emphasis on high school friends in this movie, I think yeah. that might be the case. Yeah. Um. But like, even so, like, if the relationship's that unstable, <laughs> after so much after time, after nine years, they should probably reconsider. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, so yeah, well, we should probably move forward with the plot because forward with the plot. We're okay, still in the first I don't. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what this note is in reference to, but in all caps, it says Carol Kane. What? 
She's just an in icon. reference to something that she does. I was, <laughs> no, it's not. We'll get there. But um, so they do the funeral. The eulogy, it's so Which rude. is crazy that the yeah, funeral no, happens. Yeah, the, the eulogy was That happened really so early. He, he could have said, like, I could freaking make one right now. He was an amazing person. He was always yeah. there, had my back. You're all lucky to know him, and we hope that he's in a good place. Why couldn't he just say something like that, chess yeah. club, and well, not a he, word? Can, like, he looks in the yearbook, and it's just, like, a, a blank photo. But <laughs> yeah. It says chess club under it, and, like... But no, also then Tony and then Lactose Girl and then Suits oh, and Glasses all are like, all like screaming, all laughing. laughing. Yeah. But like in a way that sounds kind of like crying. Crying, yeah. But by the end, it's like clear that it's laughing. But Gwyneth yeah. is like devastated. Like Gwen- she yeah. takes a look at the dead no, body and goes. Gwen- 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 Gwyneth is yeah. the only normal person in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. No, she right. really like is. this is like uh, she should but have. She's kind of like weird and ditzy. Like, well, I feel like she yeah. should have been the main character, and yeah, this should have been a movie about a girl like falling in with a bad group of people. Because that's what she does. Because yeah. it's implied that she hasn't really talked to any of these people since high school. She just like yeah. showed up to this party and then they're right. like she wasn't even really friends with anybody except yeah, for like she maybe, wasn't even... Tony yeah, maybe Tony Club. Maybe Tony. And then they're just like, Hey, you wanna go to the funeral of this guy that we don't know? And she's like, I guess. I know. That was kind imagine, of Imagine imagine going to a funeral with a group of friends that you barely know and they all start laughing while one of them delivers like a prank eulogy. Yeah, I was like You know what though? I think that scene is the one scene where I was like, this scene is from a, as that thing on Amazon called it, a hilarious comedy. <laughs> and it's the only scene in this movie that's from mm-hmm. a comedy. Like yeah. A, a straight yeah. comedy. That is and true. And then he's like, he asked her out, like you said earlier, while holding the coffin. I just think that, I, I feel like the funeral scene would have been so much better. Because what would have let the audience maintain investment in the characters or like even if they even stayed liking them is if it just ended at his eulogy going who is bill abernathy this is not an easy question to answer cut to them yeah don't even like have carrying the out the coffin yeah i don't mm-hmm. like I, I i don't like the bullshit afterwards where it seems <clears throat> like more of a prank right. and then yeah. everybody is laughing i know and then the family or whatever and then like he falls on the ground and then the mom just stands over him in a very like short funeral dress yeah with her sunglasses and she's like there's a will you're in it well she she was also like like you shouldn't have been the pallbearer yeah she yeah. like says then, that to him but then, then they're fine like, and like yeah and then they're literally fine like he comes over he to left see him the will he left him his car <laughs> and so then the plot moves on and he like goes to hang out with the mom and like he ends up getting a connection with her over something and it's so weird. That was, was such like, a weird there's, there's progression. This, there's this moment inc- where she was like, she was like, you should wear your hair back, and that's oh when God. I was like, your hair looks sexy, happening. pushed back. Also, yeah. <laughs> Stop. Wait. Also, though, so like, I was confused when she started like flirting with mm. him because then I thought that maybe she was dead guy's like wife. Yeah. I or was that like, they had a really what? fucked up, like, Freudian <laughs> relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because no. I oh, couldn't no, tell like, the tone of this movie, so I yes. had no idea. Yeah, no, actually. So <laughs> then I was like, wait, is she? Because then she started talking about, like, who was that person she was talking about meeting? She was, oh, she was, like, the, the Bill Sr. Oh, her, that was uh, his... Um, his dad. His dad. His da- See, when she was talking about that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's his wife. A piece of dialogue in the uh, scene with the dead guy's mom that I really liked <laughs> is when she sort of flirtatiously is like, I have to start going through his things. And David Trimmer just goes, well, I wish I could help you out, but I'm very busy. 
I've got a job interview. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to be like a sincere sentence, but it seems like it should be funny, but like it's not funny. And, and he, I'm yeah. like, oh God. He doesn't get the job and then he goes and tells her. And then they like. Oh my God. He's like, I feel so bad. I didn't get the job. It's like her son just died. Can you <laughs> can, can you go to somebody else, please? Go to Tony Collette. She right. doesn't have a. She she doesn't have, she doesn't have a to purpose do. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, but the um, then okay, I just want to get to this scene because I actually really liked it. He fucks it was, the mom fucks in the her mom. dead son's room, and mm-hmm. I loved in her dead in son's bed. bed. Right yeah, after, bed. he's still in love with Gwyneth. They go on like a really bad. I don't even want to talk about the date. They go yeah, on a really bad so like double date. Stupid. It's so stupid. And but like important part of the date is that suits, which is Tony Collette's Andrew husband. Yes, <laughs> who's also Andrew. named something else. Yes, <laughs> Andrew is flirting with Julie, who is Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh yeah, and Tony and um, Ross are just both. Yeah, they're very both upset. Just very upset. So, yeah. but now moving forward. But after then, that. so he's kind of stalking. Gwyneth, so this scene is like, I really love this scene. He's stalking Gwyneth who works at a record shop and he like has literal binoculars. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's intercut with him um, having sex with the <gasps> dead guy's mom. Yes. And also a very up close shot of coffee. Sto- yeah. Being coffee. made uh, with was, like milk was, splashing. It was and then, so cool. And it was also a... Um, <laughs> Like chocolate milk. Oh, maybe it was. I think it was, no, it was chocolate. Yeah, milk. because at the end, then like the scene like starts off with like the mom of dead guy gives him the cup of and chocolate it's the milk. Slurpy and he's straw, like, yeah, and it's the like, same oh. cup that the dead guy left in. Yes, in the his room. room. <gasps> and then she was also feeding him peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh my god. So okay. maybe you're right. Maybe so they do. I was it saying that this is actually like a French New Wave movie. Okay. Yeah, but then <laughs> there's that monologue that he has that like voiceover monologue where he just like. This is another Dear Evan Hansen moment. And this is a huge plot point of Dear Evan Hansen where Evan just starts attributing his own personal neuroses to the dead guy. Like, so when Ross is being like, um, he's like, oh, yeah, like Bill had a crush on Gwyneth Paltrow in high school, but she never paid any attention to him. And he's just telling his own story, but through, but like pretending that it was Bill. And then the mom just very like genuinely goes, is that why he killed himself? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, that's all. Because oh, like, I think like, she's what? about to go out and find this Julie yeah. character, Gwyneth oh Julie character and like kill her. Yeah. But it's so fuck. It was so funny. Something- but it's also like a weird topic. Now your shit would make more sense. Jake's. Well, how, like the weird relationship. I didn't even put the chocolate the... milk together. I just saw the straw and I thought it was like coffee because I guess I just think about coffee a lot. <laughs> but like, because. What was I just saying? How they? Oh, yeah. It's weird for the mom to even ask Ross and be like, "What was his love life like?" Well, and also apparently she didn't know her son at all because she didn't know. Like, who who... was my son fucking besides me? And who was his best friend? I don't fucking (laughs) know who his best friend was. So who supposedly for like nine years? Yeah, but then also supposedly. Well, I guess in the end, the other Tom Thompson is. Maybe she was so weird that her son just never talked to her. I guess the more logical is I that he never truly, had friends. I truly <laughs> buy Tom Thompson being a name that he made up. <laughs> Who? Bill, Second time the, the dead oh. guy. Oh, my Yeah, God. the dead guy was like, my best friend is this guy, Tom oh, Thompson. Oh, that's Tom actually, Thompson. like, a oh really good point, probably. I should have written this movie. Gwyneth Paltrow would have been the protagonist. Tom Thompson would have been a fake name that happened to also be the name of a real person. He wouldn't have been played by Ross. He would have been played by Penn Badgley reprising his character from You. Oh, my God. This movie also reminds me of, like, like, it was, like, 
French New Wave slash made by He Who Must Not Be Named, Woody Allen. Um, <laughs> it just felt like that. But like now that we're talking about this, it's like inverse, like old woman. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't even look that old, though. That's why I Googled her, because I was like, who is she? I thought she was like nine years older than David Schwimmer. Turns out she actually is like 25 years older than him, Ooh. but she looked good. Yeah, she looks good. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Also, really quick, I don't... Did David Schwimmer... David Schwimmer's character. Did David Schwimmer's character lose his virginity Paul in that Bearer? scene with the mom? I what if his name is Paul Bearer? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, actually, he might have. Because the <clears throat> because the bangs that he had in the beginning of the movie, I I don't buy him having had sex before. I mean, he's a hot <laughs> star though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he starts hanging out with Gwyneth Moore. Um, they actually fall in love, kind of. Oh yeah, a theory that I have about this movie is that Ross is dead and he's in hell, and Gwen is a demon that's torturing him because it looks like everything she does is just. It, it's like a brilliant improv scene. Everything that she does just makes his life harder. That's true. Well, they only start hanging out because his friend Suits makes a pass at her. So weird. And then, like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they got closer because... Yeah. I thought it was really funny when he was like, I have a really good memory. But I'm like, you literally don't remember this guy. I mean, that was important later, but I'm just like... What is yeah. it having a really good memory? Oh, How I'm, is that an interesting character trait at all? I really like at the end when he finds out that uh, that Bill was talking about a different Tom Thompson where he's like, and now, you know, that's a big load off my back because I thought that my memory was going, but it turns <laughs> out my memory is great. So Gwyneth's whole character arc is like she wants to go on a road trip by herself because she's from a rich family. It's so it, it, it is so like poorly explained that I'm that I 100 percent think that she just made it up in the moment to get Ross away from her. When they're in the car, when they're in the, she does it. But that's just like I think that that was just the sort of thing where she's like, I said that I was going to do it, so now I have to do it. It's 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 like Ross being the pallbearer. He didn't want to have an uncomfortable conversation. We needed her to be the other half of this. Yeah, it needs to be a mini series. Um, No, it doesn't. It needs to be an HBO. I loved the scene though when he was like he had just come home and they were like having a really good time, like him and Gwyneth. And then they're like about to hook up, and then oh wait, the scene where she's being loud as fuck. Yeah, she's, oh she's my smacking God, those she balls together. Ball. <gasps> when he's like, when when he's like, Literally. okay, we need to be quiet, and she's like, home. we need to be quiet. What? And then he also says, "Don't go into my room," and she's like, "I'm gonna be cute and go into his room." She's a demon. Trip like, over things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's the demon that's torturing. But then him. they start hanging up, and then Bill's mom calls, and then his oh and then God. his mom gets on the other line. <laughs> And they're all just like... It's truly the most farcical scene. It was very Ross, I thought. It was it, it was very, like, noises off. Weird. It was and insane. at this point, Bill's mom knows that there's, like, another girl. So this mm-hmm. is why she's calling. Yeah. She's like, oh, Wait, she's Lord. like, did you have fun at the concert? Yeah. She pursues... Oh, my and God. And he's like, yeah, I'm 25. She pursues him to brunch with Gwyneth's parents. Which is, they're terrible people, too. That was rough. Oh, yeah, they're terrible. She's like, and I somehow... just want a trip. And they're like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She brings her dear friend to, like, lighten the mood, and they're like, don't speak. And Ross is just like... <laughs> and she's yeah. like, explain to them why I need to go on this trip. And he's like, don't go. Yeah, he's like, he's like, well, I think Julie should okay, not go, go on oh, yeah. the trip. <laughs> he's like, don't go. And she's like, what? 
And then yeah. in comes Bill's mom. Ah! And she's like, sex, sex, sex. You only wanted sex from me. Oh yes. My God. No, that's a literal line from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Actual. Um, so yeah. he's a piece of shit. And then Gwyneth at this point is like, what? I know. She actually. What are you saying? I think she didn't even care that much. She was like, I'm just done with this. And she just gets in a cab yeah. and leaves. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we are almost out of time. Yeah. But that's okay because this movie doesn't even really end. He just approaches her at a wedding and. Just glasses. And glasses is wedding. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Lactose girl. <laughs> but I will say Tony reappeared at the wedding, and it was nice to see her in a, at a wedding. Yeah. Um, All her movies are tying together. So something that I want to bring up really quick is that Roger Ebert gave this movie three out of four stars. He said that it's like the movie The Graduate, but doesn't retread the same ground, which is true. It doesn't go through the same ground that The Graduate does. The only consistency is that he like fucks an older woman and then is like mm-hmm. trying to actually get with a woman his own age. Yeah. Mm. Um, at the same the time. The Graduate was... Yeah, the graduate. The, the difference is that the graduate was good and stuck to one. Um, yeah, I never saw the like, graduate. And then recommend. It was alright. my new film education, though. I'm seeing uh, all the <laughs> Roger Ebert said the structure is screwball comedy, but then they slow it down, add some sincere emotion, and filter it all through Schwimmer's awkward, inarticulate charm, uh, which I think is so '90s that a guy is. can be charming by having nothing to offer. Oh, exactly. I think this movie today actually may be really an interesting, like, psychological, like, That's where Dear Evan Hansen succeeds because it acknowledges the fact that everything that Evan Hansen does is, like, fucked up and horrible. And there's a song where he, like, cries. I also Um, subtitled this movie A 90s Dream. Like, I don't, like, I don't (laughs) think that Ross feels bad about anything he does in this movie. No, and he really, really should. And he, he, he behaves terribly. I kind of feel like he feels bad about, like, everything that's happening, but like he feels bad for himself. Yeah. I think he's like my life sucks. He's the <laughs> sort of person <laughs> who like he'll he'll hurt your feelings and then be like I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. And mm-hmm. it's like you did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just say like I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so Let's do we want to move on to awards? Yeah, some Tony awards. Okay, so night. here on the Tony Awards, we offer some awards to every uh, movie that we see regardless of whether or not they deserve anything. So let's start with best prop. Jake, you want to go first? Yeah, um, I'm going to say my favorite, my Tony Award for best prop is the boxed wine that he brings to the engagement party. Very true. (laughs) Sorry for taking yours, Megan. Um, But there weren't a lot of props in this movie. There wasn't many. Um, There really weren't. But it was so good. It was so funny because he told, in the first scene, Suits tells him to bring wine, and then he's like, let oh. me bring the worst version yeah. of wine I that said, I possibly can. I wrote and then put a bow on it. Boxed wine <laughs> yeah. is the four loco of the 90s. Oh, my God. That's so true. <laughs> All right. What's your prop? Uh, my best prop was <clears throat> that toy that Gwyneth Paltrow plays with that's, like, super loud in his room. Uh-huh. And she's like, why don't they make these anymore? And he goes, they killed people. <laughs> and they just move on yeah. to something else. I couldn't hear half of his lines, so I didn't hear him. Uh, okay. Best. Do you prop, have a new prop? Be- did, or is that it? It, it was the boxed wine okay. was my prop. But I mean, yeah. like, I guess if there's anything else, probably the freaking phone, because the phone ruined uh, everything yeah. in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So I guess okay, kind of good. Uh, best Tony moment. Uh, Megan, you can go first. <laughs> so there wasn't many Tony moments in the True. movie. Because she didn't she really, do much. Yeah, she didn't really do too much. But it was definitely in the way beginning when they're all, like, joking about how he's going to, like, go to the funeral and, like, do the eulogy or whatever. And... 
Tony is just like, it's just like, oh, suits, like, you should go with him, blah, blah, blah. And then they're all like, oh, where are they going? And then she's like, we're going to a funeral. <laughs> and, and Ross is like, nobody is going to the funeral. <laughs> and Tony's like, yeah, we're all going. So funny. Um, What's your Tony moment? My best Tony moment was when Suits says, uh, it's time that you got over Julie DeMarco. And Tony Collette immediately materializes beside him and goes, I've decided it's time for you to ask out Julie DeMarco. (laughs) For coffee, right? For coffee, yeah. My best Tony moment was from the same scene as Megan's where um, he finds out that they're hanging out like two couples are hanging out without him and he's really mad <laughs> and they're having lasagna but then julie comes over and she's like did i miss the lasagna and then like tony literally looks almost at the camera and like scratches her shoulder really yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop, amazing that was so funny okay custom awards. um custom awards okay i have four that i love equally you know what? I don't have one, so why don't you just? You don't have one. No. <laughs> I made up two that are so bad. I mean, I can make one. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I do. Yeah. So you go first. Eh? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> best bangs. Uh, best Madonna whore <laughs> complex goes to Ross's mom and the dead guy's mom because Ross's mom is just like an annoying mother figure, oh. and then the dead guy's mom is like a sex pot, and it's like mm-hmm. that. Four is the Madonna whore complex. Uh, best advice goes to Glasses when Glasses tells him to just send the dead guy's mom a letter in the mail that says <laughs> we can't have sex anymore. Yeah. That's True. good ass advice. Like yeah. when so somebody is that toxic, you don't when when somebody <clears throat> that to- when somebody's that toxic, you don't break that shit off in person. You <laughs> you cut off contact as soon as possible. Everybody read The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker. Thank you. Uh, and my final one is reddest flag. Uh, which is a group of friends going to the funeral of someone they don't know to play a prank during a eulogy and laugh hysterically. Yep. That's... Which is the moment that Gwyneth Paltrow should have, have... cut off contact with all of them. Yeah, should have left. Ran away. Okay. And she tried to. She did. Okay. Um, my, well, let's have Megan go last. Cause she's yeah, I'm the guest. I'm special guest. Okay. <laughs> uh, mine was going to be best. Uh, not I was. I didn't really know what to call it, but I'm going to say cross between best mom award and best 90s uh logic was when <laughs> you were talking about their moms i just like at the beginning we they discovered this they, they she found him in the garage after killing himself like with the car on and then at one point ross is just sitting in his car yeah, with the with it on with, with the on. garage door closed and then carol kane just opens the door and goes Hi, um, Suits is here. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just, like, get in. And he just, like, doesn't even turn the car off right away. Yeah. And Suits and goes in, just... and he's like, so, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. <laughs> I love that. And Suits is just like, oh, well, you're not going to be the best man anymore. Yep. He's like, great. <laughs> okay. And so yours, good. And your moment? Literally, so bad. Um, typical Ross all the time is a best pout. <laughs> He pouts the whole entire. His movie. lower lip is uh, American. Literally the staple. whole entire movie. It's like when he smiles, it's kind of like a relief, but then it's right back to pout, and you're like, oh, <laughs> it Literally. goes back. And then I also had one more for Gwyneth, which was um, best act by a pretty girl, <laughs> but. <laughs> she was the popular pretty girl in high school but for some reason she's like extremely socially awkward 
Like, oh my god she's like extremely awkward that's and so weird. true so that goes to her best act so the my the name of that award was best act by pretty girl acting socially awkward <laughs> great was the name of that like, i mean she's cool she works at a yeah, record she, store yeah yeah she, she was like cool but then randomly she would like i don't know she just doesn't get like cues or like anything none of them does. oh she know. can never tell when it when he tries to kiss her and they like bump forwards and she's like I never yeah. know what signals I'm sending signals out. Yeah, and then also when he's like talk. Okay, I remember everybody from high school. Like, I'm sure when I'm 25, like I'm gonna remember everybody's oh, face from high yeah, school. Yeah, no, I and regularly she's like talking to him about how he's like he was in theater or whatever, and he yeah. was like that wasn't me. And she yeah, was when like, would oh, that ever? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, oh, and lot. she's fully trying to fuck him for the first like minute. She like rests. She she like slaps his chest and yeah. is like you had girls after you like you should fuck me and then he's like I'm, I was a different Tom was, and she's like oh never mind oh, I don't that, was, uh, that was yeah. foreshadowing for sure yeah <gasps> yes. okay so uh, Megan where can people find you on social media <laughs> well you can find me on YouTube just Megan Prosser M-E-G-A-N P-R-O-S-S-E-R that is my name and on Instagram which is my name but with two N's Megan with <sighs> Another N and then oh Prosser. Nice. That's where can where people find you, Sam? Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Samala Prosser. What about you, Jake? People can find me on Instagram as Jackobeam, that is spelled J A K O B E E M, and on Twitter as The Real Jackobeam. <laughs> and you can find the podcast on Instagram at The Tony Awards. Tony with an I, obviously. And that is it for today's podcast. We are just about to get kicked out of our podcasting room. Uh, so we're going to head on out. Yeah. See you next week. Do you have any final words, Megan? Um, I think this is going to go somewhere, you guys. <laughs> Thanks for your endorsement. <laughs> who are you supporting for president? <laughs> Oh, yeah, who are you voting for in the Democratic primary? I literally have no idea who's even running. Well, it's a lot of people, so read up. There's there's so many. Apparently, Mayor de Blasio is running. Fix the subway. That's the mayor. That's the governor's job. Okay, goodbye. Bye. (laughs) See y'all.